This is Monday Morning Meditations number 200 on the Rise of Man podcast with Jetty Azuma. Real men don't let other men believe their own bullshit. Rising Man Family. My name is Jetty. If you don't know by now, I'm here hosting Monday Morning Meditations on the Rising Man podcast. Grateful to be here behind the mic again to speak to you today. Before I jump into today's episode, this is your last chance to apply for our June Compass. At this point, we may already be full, but if you want to join us on a four-day solo wilderness fast and you can still squeeze into the June Compass or the October Compass we have coming up later this year, you can do it by applying at risingman.org slash compass. You fill out your application, you get a message from us, and we'll schedule a call with you to share more with you what this journey is all about and to decide if it's the right time for you to spend four days alone without food in the wilderness. Let's go check it out today. Today's Monday morning meditation is my first impression of real men's work. So I wanted to share a story about my first impression of what I call real men's work. And I say real men's work because in my opinion, there's a lot of fluffy, let's hold hands in a circle and talk about our feelings type of men's work right now. But what I'm interested in when I talk about men's work, like brotherhood, men showing up for each other, it's the full spectrum. I can be there for you when you need a hug, you need a shoulder to cry on. And I can also be here to push you in the chest and challenge you to show up stronger than you currently are. My first experience of this was when I was 25 years old. I had traveled all the way across the United States from the East Coast in New York City to the West Coast in Southern California. And an older friend of mine who I knew from my time in Burning Man said, hey, you know what? I, I have an idea of what I think you're looking for. And I think what would be good for you is to join me. Come with me to this men's team meeting. And I said, Okay. I was open to anything at this point in time because at that point I was a stoner. My life wasn't working for me. I didn't like my career. I wanted a new start and I wanted to get clarity on what it looked like to find vision and purpose in life. So I showed up at this meeting seven o'clock on a Tuesday night and, um, you know, shaking hands with all these guys introduced to all these men. And I look around and realize that Everybody here is pretty much twice my age. Maybe a couple guys who weren't quite that, but most of the guys in that circle were twice my age. And we're in somebody's backyard and I'm there and I'm like, okay, well, what's going to happen? At this point, I had sat in men's circle many times before. Since I was like 20 years old, I've been sitting in men's circles with my friends going all the way back to college. But for five years, sitting in these circles and trying to figure out what we were doing, different iterations of you know what we call men's group. And then to arrive at this place where there was structure, there was form, there was a way of doing things. I was just sitting in my chair with my hands like this, looking around like, oh, okay, I'm just going to take all this in because I don't quite know what's going on. So we checked in, the meeting picks up and obviously everything that happens in there is confidential. So I'm not going to reveal names or anybody's you know story. But at some point we get to a process where one man is on the hot seat. And any of you guys who've been in this experience before, you know that in a real men's work space, the hot seat can be really uncomfortable, but it can also be the greatest gift that you get from anyone in your life. So here I am just watching this happen. Guys are shooting questions off, boom, 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 faster than I can even digest. Again, I'm 25 years old. I've never seen this in my life before. And the, the guys are just hammering this guy with questions, asking him about the thing that he said he's having a hard time with. And on one side, I'm like, damn, this seems really aggressive. Like I would be really uncomfortable to be in that position. And on the other side, I was like, wow, these guys are saying things that I don't often hear men say to each other and challenging each other in ways that 
you just don't see. And so at some point it started to get really heated and the man just got pushed to his edge and he stood up and I was like, whoa, I know what that looks like. That right there, that's when a guy is getting ready to defend himself, like physically defend himself. He's ready to wrestle. He's ready to throw hands. He's ready to, to go right now. And one of the guys in the circle stood right up with him. And all, all in one moment, it's triggering all of these like fearful experiences I had in my past where I was in a fight or almost in a fight thinking my fight or flight response is telling me I, I got to get out of here because this is about to go down. And instead, I just sunk further into my seat and took it all in. And I watched these two men come up against each other. And one guy's barking at the other and the other one's shooting back questions, calling him on his bullshit. And I'm like, I've never seen this before. What's going to happen? And within five minutes where I thought these guys were going to go to blows, one man was in tears and the other man was there supporting him. Give him a hug, put a hand on his chest, looked him in the eyes, let him know that he believes in him and that he cares enough about that man right there not to let him believe his own bullshit, that he's willing to risk friendship and whether you like me, just because I don't know if there's anyone else in your life who's going to push you and challenge you the way I will. And because I'm committed to you that way as a man, as a man in your life, I'll be that. And the man who was on the hot seat felt it. And he finally looked around and realized that his defenses, yes, they were up because there was a sensitive part of his ego and his identity that wanted to protect and preserve itself, not be challenged, not be exposed, not be ripped out of his chest and laid out for everyone to see. But when it finally happened, when the breakthrough moment occurred and this man is here in tears, just acknowledging everything that was being reflected back to him and owning it, the whole circle got tighter. The entire team rallied and supported this man. And here I am sitting in my chair like, what just happened? And I'll never forget the ride home. You know, at the end of the meeting, I'm shaking hands. This guy saying, oh, that was great. And they're saying, oh, I hope you come back next time. And I'm like, I don't know why you would hope I come back because I just literally sat here and didn't say a word for three hours. But they, I could tell that there was something happening there. And in the ride home with my buddy, he said, so what did you think? And we talked about this at length. And he said, yeah, I know. I remember when I first experienced that, it was uncomfortable for me too. And that, that's what we practice. We practice being uncomfortable with each other because in most places in life, we're just saying the right things so that we can have pleasant conversations and relations with people. But that's not actually helpful. I don't get out of my own head and stop believing my BS story when somebody's telling me what I want to hear. And all of my relationships up to that point had been doing the, the same, a two-way street with all of my friends saying what you want to hear, reinforcing your BS story, and expecting you to do the same for me. Now, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of confidence, a lot of experience to be willing to challenge somebody in that way. It also requires trust. Trust is just putting in the reps over time. There's also agreements that need to be put into place. So you can't just haphazardly start calling people out and expect there not to be a scrap. The reason that it didn't go down like I thought it was going to at that meeting was because there was trust and agreements in place. And these men were masterful in the way that they executed it. It was beautiful. It was like poetry in motion. And that was when I was 25 years old. I'm going to turn 35 this year. And I've seen that over and over and over again. I've been on the receiving end and the delivering end of that same challenging energy. And it's one of the most alive experiences I've ever had to feel on the edge of my challenge and feel how badly I want to suppress this part of myself. I don't want to own that. I don't want to be revealed. And then to just, bleh, just 
own it, spit it out, show my ugly, and then still be embraced and received by these men around me. That's real men's work. So everything else out there that's just fluff and talking about feelings, I'm not saying that you can't share feelings and men shouldn't show emotions. I'm not talking about all that. I'm just saying that there's got to be a full and well-rounded spectrum of what it looks like to embrace a man and challenge a man. And if you're not doing both inside of your men's circles, then you're missing out and you're selling out. You're selling yourself out. You're selling out the other men on your team. That's my opinion. So take it or leave it. But And what I've learned over the years is that that is the way that you get the type of support that you cannot get anywhere else in your life. And I mean that there's a reason I still show up for that same men's team that I sat on 10 years ago, because I know that that's the one place in the world where that mirror is crystal clear. Nobody's blowing smoke. Nobody's saying things that I want to hear. They're showing me what they see. And if you want that in your life, if you're looking for that, if you want to be energized and practiced in that and to be on your edge, engaging with men in that way and receiving that back, then come join the Rising Man community. If you're not already in the ring with us, this is what it looks like. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable at first. It takes a little while to get used to it. Sometimes you got to sit around and take it all in like I did that night at my meeting. But I tell you what, you keep putting in the reps, you keep showing up, you'll create some of the most trusting relationships that you've ever had in your life. And also you'll face off with your BS all the time instead of drowning in it. So if that's you, if that's somebody else that needs to hear it, please pass along this message. If you're waiting on the, on the bench, waiting to get into the ring and join the rising man community, go to risingman.org. Check out all the different ways we have to plug you into our community, become a part of our rising man fire circles. See what it looks like to be on an actual men's team. That's doing real men's work. Go check it out and we'll see you inside. Go check it out and we'll see you inside the fire. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember that everything Rising Man related can be located at risingman.org. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash the Rising Man Movement. Thank you so much for all the support you guys be offering us. We love you so much. So grateful every time we receive a message, a comment, a kind word, letting us know how our message and how our movement is impacting you. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny. Rise up.